0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Honor Come Up podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. I am your host, Jacob Knight, and we got another action-packed episode for you today, folks. We are talking when complaining actually works, a possible Spider-Man and Deadpool team up, the new Avengers video game announcement, and a preview of the NBA Finals. So once again, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Y'all already know what the deal is on a come up podcast back at it again for another week. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, glad to have you back. Hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. I did a lot of grilling, so I can't complain about that. I'm a little bit under the weather today, so I apologize if I sound a little nauseated or nose sound a little stuffy. My allergies are acting up. But we're going to start today's episode a little different. Usually I start off with the sports, but I'm going to save that for the end of the episode while I preview the NBA Finals give you my pick and my pick for MVP. We're going to start off, we're going to start talking, we are going to start this episode, we're going to talk about complaining. Complaining is defined as the expression of dissatisfaction or annoyance about something. We're all humans, we all have Mistakes and flaws, and we all complain. I'm all complaining about this damn heat the past week, and we complain about other things like stuff at work, stuff going on at home, stuff about your significant other, your friends, but we're gonna talk and we're gonna talk- talk about this today, but imagine if if you complain and it works, like for example, if you go to your job and complain about your one of your coworkers, and the next day they get fired. And you're like, man, I complained to the boss, and it actually worked. This is nice. But the other, earlier this month, the Sonic the, the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer was released and received a ton of fan backlash for its design of the well-known character. Some of the, th- some of the things the fans complained about was his realistic teeth, kind of favored human teeth, and his furry white hands instead of his trademark white gloves. Man, but to be honest, May has been a tough month for all this fan backlash. You got the Sonic trailer complaints. You got the Batman casting complaints. And I think a couple of weeks ago, all the women of the Avengers took a behind-the-scenes photos and people complained about that. I'm like, man, you can't even give it up for the ladies one time without someone complaining. But hey, I'm all about the women, women women empowerment, all that good stuff. I'm all about it. Okay, so last so last week... IGN announced that the Sonic movie will be pushed back. It originally was released for a November 8, 2019 release date, but now it's been pushed back to February 14, 2020. The director tweeted out that the film will be pushed back for redesigns after fan complaints. And also, like uh, Paramount Studios felt pressured to push this film back after the backlash because they were banking on this movie to do good for their live animation department, especially after the, the success of Detective Pikachu. But I was thinking, I was like, the fans have the right to complain? Yes, you know, I'm I'm all about freedom of speech expressing your opinions. But to be honest, video game movies don't have the, the best track record. And I guess fans got tired of this and it took and decided to take it into their own hands because Sonic is one of the most recognizable video game characters out there. So fans took to Twitter, Facebook, social media in general, and expressed their frustrations with the design. And it's the first time I recall that when fans complained about something, it actually worked. I know recently, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I've been keeping up with it on social media. Uh, apparently the fans don't like it and they're signing petitions about just redoing the scrapping this past season and redoing the whole season. But this is one of the first times where fans complain and it actually worked because usually the studios don't listen. They just Okay, we, we we know y'all don't like it, but we're still going to release it. You know, stick to the schedule. I find it good that this studio itself is listening to the fans and trying to right this wrong and, and put out a good product. But I, get, I sat there and I was like, man, I guess complaining works. It has its benefits sometimes, but don't expect it to work all the time. And keeping it within characters and movies, we're going to talk about a possible superhero team up in the next topic. Okay, 2019 is might as well be the year of Disney because, to be honest, Disney's doing the damn thing. Later on this year, they're going to launch their own streaming service in November. I'm going to cover that at a later date and time. And they're just buying everything. They're like Slim Jimmy in Race Room and Saw No Type. They don't check the price. All they do is swipe because in March, they bought Fox and all the properties under Fox such as Family Guy, American Dad, a few other TV shows, but most notably... The X Men and Fantastic Four franchises, and when when fans heard this, they're like, "Oh, cool! We get to see the X Men and Fantastic Four in the MCU." And we're all wondering how they're going to introduce these characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, the X Men and Fantastic Four are going to be easy to introduce because of their PG, because they're rated PG thirteen except for Logan. And I think it's been rumored that, or more like confirmed that, when they bring them over, they're going to just reboot everything. Re- reboot all the characters and tell new stories. But there's a wild card in this situation, and the wild card is how they're going to introduce Deadpool. You know, Deadpool is re- you know, is known for rated R for his violence and foul language, but the Disney CEO said when when the Fox merger happened, that the future Deadpool movies, solo movies will still have that R rating. An article came out last week that Marvel is considering three options on how they're going to introduce Deadpool in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first option is for, is of course his third installment, Deadpool Three, which hasn't been confirmed yet, but it, it is going to be under the Disney banner, which is going to be interesting. The second, uh, rumor is is to have his own Disney Plus miniseries, and like I said earlier, uh, the streaming service is set to launch in November and this one sticks out a little bit because Disney Plus is aimed to a fa- to be family friendly PG-13 at the most this is why I read that they're not going to introduce the Netflix series the Netflix uh, Marvel series such as Daredevil Jessica Jones Luke Cage and Iron Fist because the show has some m- mature content but I have read that Hulu may pick those shows up but the third rumored option to introduce Deadpool is the most interesting one they think about introducing him in the in the third Spider-Man homecoming trilogy because Spider-Man well yet Spider-Man 3 is yet confirmed bit but Tom Holland did sign a 3 movie deal to play Spider-Man in in the solo movies, and all this is not pie in the sky because Spider-Man and Deadpool have their own comic series, which is very popular amongst readers. And usually, with the M's, the Marvel Cinematic Universe formula, it's how to introduce new characters by introducing them in other movies, such as Black Panther and Spider-Man and Civil War and Scarlet Witch and Vision and Age of Ultron. And but he's not gonna like co-star in the film like the Hope did in Thor Ragnarok or Nick Fury did in Captain Marvel. They think they speculate they're gonna introduce him as a guest star, so maybe one or two scenes like he meets Spider-Man in one scene and Spider-Man gets freaked out and they fight a little bit. And probably in another scene where they team up to help defeat, you know, a villain. And this could be the new buddy duo in the MCU because in the comics, they have good they have good chemistry. You have Wade Wilson's foul mouth banter and Spider-Man's witty teenage banter. But all, all this is, once again, rumors are not set in stone. But I did read another article yesterday that Sony... Was like, hey, we don't want Deadpool in the Spider Man in the third Spider Man movie because Sony still owns the rights to Spider Man's film franchises. I think I read that uh, Marvel does the movies, but Sony makes all the money. Basically, Sony owns all the money that that movie makes. They said they want Tom Hardy's Venom in the third Spider Man, which I could see. But since Disney bought all this, Disney bought Fox. They want to. They don't want to incorporate their property into their cinematic universe so basically it's a tug of war sony wants venom in the movie and marvel wants deadpool in the movie but it's going to be interesting how this turns out within the next few years and keeping it within the marvel realm let's talk about the avengers video game announcement Ladies and gentlemen, it has been confirmed we are getting an Avengers video game in the future. If you recall, in an earlier episode, I brought up the fact that there was a possible Avengers video game in the works because there was a trailer in 2017. An article started to resurface about this game after the release of Endgame, and the developer Square Enix was is going to be at E3 this June. And for those you know who don't know what E3 is, E3 stands for the D- Electronic Entertainment Expo, E3 for short, basically is the biggest video game convention in the world. And the stars have a line because the Avenger movie released this year, articles start to resurface about the game, and the developers are going to be at E3. So IGN reported today that the game is titled Marvel's Avengers will be unveiled at E3. The game's official Twitter account announced it today. Very few details about the game has been reported, but the game will have its own original storyline. And after watching the trailer again, I assume part of the story is gonna be that the Avengers have broken up, but they reassemble to fight a greater cause because the hashtag for this game is hashtag reassemble. And in the trailer, you see Iron Man, one of Iron Man's arms, you see Thor's hammer, Captain America's shield, and a pair of glasses, which is assumably is going to be Bruce Banner. So those characters are probably gonna be. In the game, and the game is in the in the in Square Enix, it said the premiere this on June 10th at 9 p.m. and have a showcase the next day on June 11th. So, we're getting a, probably a trailer on the 10th and more gameplay on the 11th. But, man, in the words of Drake, what a time to be alive! Wise man Tony Stark once said, part of the journey is the end. Well, for the NBA playoffs, the end is here. The finals are tomorrow, and it puts the Golden State Warriors against the Toronto Raptors. Game one is set to take place in Toronto. That's why this episode is called APM in Toronto, because Toronto finished with a better record, and they beat Golden State twice head-to-head. The head-to-head don't matter, but since they finished one game ahead of them in the record, that means they get home court advantage. We're going to take a quick recap of each team's journey to the NBA Finals. The Warriors swept the Portland Trailboys 4-0 in the Western Conference Finals. Steph Curry averaged 36 points in the series, and most notably, they beat Portland without Kevin Durant. Toronto beat Milwaukee 4-2 to close out the series Saturday, last Saturday night to advance to the first finals in franchise history. They won four straight after falling behind two zero zero two 2 in the Series-changing moment was when Kawhi guarded Giannis. Giannis shot, shot 35% when guarded by Kawhi, and 50, 55% when guarded by anybody else. So you know, so you can see that Kawhi guarding Giannis made a difference. And Toronto's role players stepped up in the last four games, and it really showed one glaring, one glaring flaw in Giannis's game, which is the lack of a jumper. Because when Giannis drops to the hole, the Raptors build a wall, which made which made Giannis kick it out to his shooters, and so they could drain shots. So when they weren't draining shots, Giannis just tried to bully his way to the basket. And you know, three and four against one that leads to a turnover on or a foul. In which later on in the series, Giannis didn't really shoot good from the free from the free throw line. But I believe this this season Giannis will work to develop a jumper. He. He tries now, which I, I do give him that. He always tries to shoot jumpers and threes, so I, I can't you can't fault him for trying. But I think in the off season, he's gonna develop probably like an 18 to 14 foot jumper. Don't no, don't need to take it all the way out to the three point line. Just save that part for later on in your career. But just develop some kind of jumper because I remember one play in the closeout game. I think it was about a minute or so left. Giannis could have he could have pulled pulled up and took a little seven eight foot jumper, but I, you know since he lacks that. He he just tried to kick it out for a three, and I and I think they missed it. But Kawhi put has one of the ha, Kawhi so far is playing one of the greatest postseasons of all time. He he's there was jokes that he's not carrying a he's not carrying the team on his back. He's carrying the whole country on his back, and he dumped on Giannis in the closeout game. The crowd was going crazy. You know Drake. You see Drake on the sidelines cutting the fool. I really don't have a problem. With Drake doing all that, but the, but this is this will be the first game to take well. This is going to be the first NBA Finals game to take place outside of the U.S. and I believe it's going to be an electric atmosphere because Toronto already has a great fan base and now having the NBA Finals there for the first time, I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors won Game One. Now let's, let's preview the series. Uh KD is out for Game One. It was first reported that. He didn't travel with the team to Toronto, but I think today they said he did he did travel with the team, but is out for game one. But well, more than likely, he may play for game two. To be honest, his status for the series, it's up in the air. They've been very vague about that. And one of the biggest questions I have for this series is who is Kawhi Leonard going to guard? I assume if KD plays, he's gonna stay on KD the whole time. But since he's not playing, he's gotta be he's probably gonna be bouncing around and stuff. I think for the most part, he's probably going to guard Clay or Draymond and vice versa in the series. He may guard Steph in tight situations, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to chase Steph around the entire game. When when y'all watch the finals, make sure y'all watch Steph Curry without the ball. Because usually some folks, when they pass it, they just stay... In that general, like five foot radius, but what Steph plays when he's not with the ball, he's moving all around the court. He he's basically trying to create his own shot. He runs from like one end to the other, to up the baseline, around a three. Basically, he's he's very hard to keep up with without the ball. Without the ball in his hands, and you can't have Kawhi chasing stuff all around all around Toronto, and you still need Kawhi to score. You know, put put up his twenty five to thirty points he's been doing the whole series. So I think. Lowry or Danon Green is probably going to guard Steph Curry, majority of the series. Another key is Toronto's backcourt. I'm not saying they have to go shot for shot for Golden State, but at least have some productivity, which is a tall task to ask. And, they need a, and Toronto needs a consistent second option for Kawhi, whether that's Siakam or Lowry or another person. And great play from their bench, from, from Van Fleet, Powell and Abaka. And Toronto is the bigger team without KD, with Abaka, Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, and Siakam. So that means they probably have the advantage when it comes to defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds for second chance points. And I assume to start, they're probably going to start Bogut. Or, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to start Bogut in the finals over Kevon, Kevon Looney. That's if Kevin Durant doesn't play this series. And And after just thinking about this, who this was know this was a tough call for me, but I, uh, I'm just gonna I would I would love to see Toronto win just to have a new team win. Because I like Kawhi Leonard, but I just I'm sorry, but I'm just had to go. It's just strictly business. I'm gonna have to go Warriors and six and hmm. I have Written down Steph. Steph Curry's my MVP, but that's the popular choice. I've been I chose Clay Thompson the last two years for for Finals MVP, and he hasn't came through for me. So I'm gonna have Warriors in six. That's with or without KD. Warriors in six, and MVP is a oh, third time to charm. MVP is Clay Thompson. Thank you for listening to another episode of On The Come Up Podcast. I greatly appreciate the support. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Have a great rest of the week and see y'all next time.